0: Thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, for subspace journey. My name's Chris.
1: And I'm Ashley.
0: And today we're going to be talking about relaxing games because life is way too stressful. And, you know, sometimes I don't feel like shooting demons in the face. And I would prefer to just, you know, do something more relaxing and uh so we're gonna just talk about some of our relaxing games and some of the things we like to do while we're playing relaxing games so uh Ashley do you have a uh, relaxing game you'd like to share with us today
1: um I do I feel like I sort of have a genre when it comes to relaxing games like um anything like runescape or and and like runescape can be kind of stressful at times but then you can go off to the side and sort of do like really calming things but things like that animal crossing uh, stardew valley um harvest moon basically if i'm like allowed to plant or hunt something down without killing it i feel like those are really relaxing games
0: so so let i want to talk about runescape because i'm not I'm actually not terribly familiar with it. I know it's an MMORPG that's been around for mm-hmm. forever uh, but you know in just checking the Wikipedia on it, it's been around since two thousand one so right away, you know anything that's been around for 20 years that's that's ancient for MMORPGs. so what yeah. is it so what is it about runescape that? is relaxing is it just not as combat focused or help help me understand
1: um it's definitely um an rpg in the sense where you're giving like multiple tasks that you can do and you can kind of choose the order that you want to do them in so like you can go off to like a castle and fight like a giant vampire that's probably going to kill you the first three times because you're under leveled But then there's, like, the really simple, like, basically go fetch this and then come back and then I'll send you to do something else. And, um, my friend had told me about it when I was a freshman in high school and, um, I graduated in 2011, so (laughs) that was a while ago. And, um, like, he was just like, oh, well, when I get off of school, I play this because, like, he was one of those people that, on the off chance that he was doing his school work, (laughs) um. he didn't want to jump straight into it after school because he just wanted to like take some time to like relax and kind of unwind after being in class all day and so I was like okay sure I'll try it and then I was like oh so yeah this is how people get addicted to this sort of thing (laughs) because like like I said you can go into areas where it is more difficult and combat focused and there's like pvp areas and stuff like that but you're kind of able to choose, like, what you want to do um, as far as, like, the order of things and stuff like that. And so I found it kind of relaxing to kind of, like, sometimes mindlessly go and, like, fetch missions for NPCs.
0: Okay. And I have played Animal Crossing. And to, just to give you a little background. So Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons on the Switch was my very first Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. uh so i was not familiar with anything and my wife had played the original gamecube version and then played Mm -hmm. the uh the the ds version Mm -hmm. so she knew more about the i guess lore for lack of Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word in regard to animal crossing and Animal crossing for me was very relaxing, but my situation for it was slightly different. Uh, when I originally bought animal crossing, I bought it right around when it launched. And I would say maybe a week or two later, I was laid off from a job uh, mm-hmm. and this was due to the pandemic and they just, they couldn't get any sales and there we weren't getting any orders. And it was dead. So, you know, they let me go and animal crossing was what kept me relaxed and kept me sane. And cause I had, you know, my little friends that I could check in with every, so, you know, every day and build up a village. And, you know, I got it to the point where it became a five-star village and I started creating like orchards and, things to keep all the, you know, I had a friend who gave me the rest of the fruits that I needed to have all six fruits. And, you know, now I, I, I set it up so that, you know, all my friends lived in one area and then, you know, I could visit them anytime and it was just really relaxing. I haven't played it in six. forever. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played it in forever. It's just, it's it's relaxing, but it's also, like, maintenance, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and it has um, a bit of a burnout rate, too, because um, if they're not, like, updating it with, like, new events and stuff like that, um, it gets kind of to the point where it's like, okay, I've caught all the fish and caught all the insects and collected all the fossils, so, like, the only thing left to do is kind of, like, pluck weeds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah and i mean what was your experience with animal crossing
1: um one of my brothers had it on GameCube and was like completely and totally obsessed with it and um your wife definitely has good taste if she's been playing it forever because it's interesting to see just the differences in, um like how how they do things now like the characters used to have uh, a lot more personality back in the day in my opinion um, the dialogue is a lot more still now on the Switch version than it used to be like on the GameCube version. And there used to be this like hilarious character named Rosetti, and if you turned off your system before you saved, it would acknowledge the fact that you didn't save your game and you decided to turn it off, and you would get lectured the next time you booted it up about how if you turn off your system before you save, you lose all of everything that you worked on. And it was like this long dialogue that like you couldn't really skip through because he just lectured you forever yeah <laughs> on your I, live mistakes.
0: <laughs> so I actually saw videos of uh, Rossetti because I, I didn't have the familiarity with that. And I actually seeked out the animated movie, the... Uh, uh, animal crossing movie which if yeah if if you get a chance to see it it's it's buck wild i mean i have to
1: watch it i actually haven't seen it i, I know exactly what you're talking about but i've just never gotten around to seeing it
0: there's like a ufo in it and everything it is just insane <laughs> and i'm like is is this in the game <laughs> am i missing something
1: <laughs> you can actually i have ufo and one of my houses on the game <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I looked at my uh, wife's save file for the old Animal Crossing, and she had like all the Nintendo systems and all the games. It was, in, she just had everything. And then she hadn't played it in like years. So there's like
1: weeds and cockroaches everywhere.
0: <laughs> well, it was not only that, but it had the bells that she had in her storage that had accrued interest.
1: Oh, and,
0: wow. and, and by the time that she returned to the game, she was able to pay everything off. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. And of course, they changed that in the Switch version. And they gave you like a really, really bad, you know, percentage for uh, interest. So you can, yeah. you can like do time travel or anything like that. Oh, Which yeah, is,
1: especially because time travel now, because you can basically quote unquote beat the game like within a month if you're time traveling.
0: Yeah, and and just for our audience who may not be familiar with Animal Crossing, you can change the system date on the actual Nintendo Switch, and that reflected in Animal Crossing because it's tied to the date on your system setting. So You could go forward a week or you could go forward, you know, a hundred years. Well, I don't think you can go a hundred years, but you can go pretty far. And that has implications in the game. Uh, Every day that you have money that's stored in your uh, bank account accrues interest per day. So you could theoretically time travel and skip all that and then, you know, spend everything on, with the interest that you've accrued but then they nintendo went ahead and nerfed that so and you were saying uh there was another game that you uh
1: um stardew valley and harvest moon i kind of put those together because Mm -hmm. um in a way they're kind of knockoffs of each other um same exact premise for both of them they just approach it differently like uh A lot of people that like Animal Crossing also have a tendency to gravitate towards Stardew Valley. And it's really funny to me because there's like a big joke about how you can give a villager anything in Animal Crossing and they'll be like, oh my God, you're so kind. Thank you so much. But then in Stardew Valley, if it's not like the exact item that the character likes, they're just like, you know what? You and your gift are both garbage. Why are you giving
0: me (laughs) that? And... And just to give you a little history, I've played Harvest Moon. I actually own the original Harvest Moon on the Super Nintendo. Oh,
1: wow. Uh, with, nice. with, the, <laughs> with, the
0: bo- with the box and instructions. I've got it all. And, you know, I got to the point where I was earning a lot of money. And I got my farm to, you know, the point And I figured out all the tricks and everything. But for whatever reason it couldn't hold my interest. And I don't know if it was just that. I, I, I don't know why that, why that was, I, I don't, you know, I wish I had some sort of answer as to, well, this was the reason it just, you know, some games and you, you, you kind of realize this, you know, if you've been playing games for a while, that there's just going to be some games that it's just not going to hold your interest for no yeah. other reason other than you know, it just doesn't hold your interest. There's no fault of the game itself. It's just, you know, it just didn't connect with you. And that was, that was like that with me for Harvest Moon. And I'm kind of afraid that that's going to be the same case with Stardew Valley. And that's, I've been real hesitant to want to buy.
1: I will say that I do like Stardew Valley more. Um, I played Harvest Moon first and was kind of like the hardcore, like, oh, well, Stardew Valley is just too similar. Like, it's a knockoff. But the characters have more of a personality, I think, in Stardew Valley. Um, Like, not to say that the ones in Harvest Moon don't have a personality, but um some of their backstories in stardew valley is just like hilarious to me because it's like more realistic like because you're never really told exactly how old your character is and like at what point in their life that they are but there's one character named shane in stardew valley who is just like the biggest train wreck and i mean that (laughs) in the most endearing way possible like I love him. Like I always end up like be- like befriending him in some way, shape, or form when I play it. But like you find him at one point, and he's just like passed out from being drunk, and talking about how he hates his job. And I'm like, you know what? I like you if you're honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like on the side of a cliff, and he's just like, what if I just rolled off this cliff right now? <laughs> and um if you befriends him, he obviously like he's like, you know what? Life's not too terrible, I guess. But um. It's a little bit more adult focused, I think, than Harvest Moon is.
0: Do you think, just from your description, is it more of a? It's more of a fleshed out version of Harvest Moon. Like, you have the stronger relationships, and my understanding is it's very open, so you can date whomever you want. Uh, yeah i mean is it i and just the farming is just a means to an end to you know get the gifts and get everything that you need to win over this person i mean am i understanding what the what the game i
1: feel like that's a pretty valid way to describe it because um I can see where you said that it couldn't really like hold your attention. I can honestly see that because once you get to a certain point with your farm, it's too easy. Like you're making too much money. You're not struggling. Like in the beginning, you're just like, you think that like 300 gold is like the most like incredible amount in the world. And you're like, I'm never going to be able to afford this backpack expansion because it's so expensive. And then, like, down the line, it's just, like, you're getting, like, 3,000 gold alone from, like, mm. one product you're selling from your animals. And it makes it too easy. But I feel like with Stardew Valley, because the characters are more interesting, um, you don't get burned out on it quite as quickly. And um, I know in the old Harvest Moon games... You could basically give gifts to like the same person over and over and over and over again. And they did stop that because they realized that you end up like befriending people or becoming romantically involved with them way too early on in the game. So now it's like one gift per day. And then if you try to hand them anything else, it's like, oh, you've already given them a gift today. So it kind of like prolongs the inevitable of you eventually get to this point in the game where it's too easy and like you don't even need to wake up and do anything on the game because like you might have like workers that are like tending to your animals and your crops for you. Or if you're married, your spouse will be like, Oh, I wore the crops today. And it's like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> Just go back to sleep and wake up for the next day.
0: So is it like a, yeah, and I'm not familiar with the game. Is it like a perpetual game? Like it runs off a real time clock and you, go in or is it like an accelerated time frame where a day is like oh a day is only like 30 minutes and you do what you need what you can during those times and just every time you log in it's just where you left off and it's a new day. Here's more farming and stuff. Is that how the game works or
1: um it's definitely a sped up clock. Um I want to say like this is probably not accurate but i've never been good at math i want to say like every five seconds or so is like 10 minutes in the game time Mm. and um so it's accelerated and then like if you can't stay up all night like on animal Crossing, you can hop on at like three in the morning and yeah most of like your town people are probably going to be asleep but you can still hop on um yeah if you try to
0: i did that once and (laughs) then and then got killed by a tarantula (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah or a scorpion depending on the season those are
0: pretty bad too <laughs> <laughs> those things are fast i'm like i was trying to run away and it got smart and it just cut me off at the pass. i'm like what is this what is this nonsense
1: since they're talking about games that like help us like de-stress i think that's so <laughs> funny because like i remember like being at a standstill. And like trying to creep up on a tarantula and like i had my net ready to catch it and we're like on this like this dramatic standoff and i'm just like why am i so stressed out right now (laughs) like nothing bad's (laughs) gonna happen i'm gonna faint and show back up at my doorstep like it's not the end of the world like why am i so anxious right now
0: (laughs) so you were saying about uh stardew valley about the accelerated time frame
1: yeah, um, you can't stay awake forever. If you do, you kind of just like pass out <laughs> from lack of sleep. So, um, And when you go to sleep, it's like what saves the game automatically. And then mm. like you can do four saves too, but um, it saves it automatically. And then when you wake up, it's a new day and you just go from there. And it's like, it, it's a very relaxing game, but I feel like it, they're more fun when you first start and you don't have everything together. I recently downloaded the newest Harvest Moon game, and Mm -hmm. I think they kind of realized that because they made it way more difficult than the previous Harvest Moon games, but it's like they couldn't find that happy medium, so now it's like, okay, well, I need like 500 gold and, you know, 200 stone and blah, 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 blah to build this. But in order to get that specific stone in that specific wood, I have to have this specific axe, and in order to get that specific axe, I have to do this, and so like you can't really speed things along like you could before. But it's almost too much now because now yeah. I'm just like I'm stressed.
0: Do you, do you find and and I kind of find this that you know when you have a relaxing game, and then they start, I guess the, the way I like to phrase it as content bloat is that they just Mm. add so much content to it you it suddenly becomes stressful because you can't keep track of everything
1: yeah and um I just feel like it's messy like organization um is something that like helps alleviate my anxiety a lot and in the new harvest moon like I feel like I can't organize things the way that I want to on my form so it's just like I have a random mayonnaise maker over here and a random brick maker over here, and I'm like, why can't I have a storage shed where I can just put all these makers in it? And maybe I can, just haven't got that for yet. But I'm like, there's just random stuff all over my farm. It's an absolute mess. <laughs> like, yeah. And your farm expands as you move along, and I'm like, oh well, this section's a mess too.
0: But you know, to get onto you know the the mission of this podcast is to look at the positive side but you know I've heard just really really beautiful things about Harvest Moon and there there seems to be a really positive fandom that's come out of it I mean is that what your experience has been with it uh, not Harvest yeah, Moon but uh Stardew Valley sorry
1: yeah I feel like it's um really wholesome because like I mean you're not really gonna get the whole competitive gaming or anything with a game where you're farming So it's just like, when you go on forums or you go in the comment sections or stuff like that, you're not really seeing people arguing. You're just seeing people like, oh, well, you can do this to make, you know, this easier or, oh, you tried to romance that person. I romance this person. And so it's just like a really wholesome, like environment and community. Um, I actually recently convinced someone to play it because she was on the edge. She had already played Animal Crossing and she's like, well, I kind of want to play Stardew Valley. And I was like, do it. Just do it. It's so much
0: fun. So I want I want to talk about some of my relaxing games, and just coming from you know someone who's been around for like forever, uh, you know I, it's weird that the relaxing games when I when I started out as a gamer were always going to be the puzzle games, Mm -hmm. uh you know, like columns and Tetris, those were the ones that I found relaxing because it tweaked that, I guess, organizational part of my brain. Yeah. That wants to put things in order. And I guess to me, I guess that was relaxing to me. <laughs> I mean, I, is that.
1: I can relate to that a lot. Like when you, you like, um, you are sending me your uh, document with like your list of games, like There's just so something so like nice and stress-free about things being organized and just fitting neatly. And as someone who's kind of a messy person, I'm not sure where that comes from, but I'm like, it's just nice. It's relaxing. It's just perfect.
0: you, You know what I think it might be? And I'm not, you know, I don't have any kind of psychological, you know, expertise to bring into this, but I'm thinking it's it's the organization that we wish we had in the real world, and yeah. at least a video game world. It's more controlled.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that one hundred percent. So, are all of your uh, relaxing games like that? No, there's,
0: there's, so there's an obscure um, Wii game uh, called Endless Ocean, and basically, you go into the sea. And you come across some ocean critters and that's basically the game. (laughs) I mean, there's not, there's not a lot to it, but things like that where it's more kind of exploration and just kind of Mm -hmm. finding cute critters, uh, you know, things of that nature. Um, And I like games that are meant that are aimed more toward a younger audience that mm-hmm. aren't, you know, grim, dark. And I find those relaxing because they're easy, but they're also cheerful and fun. You know, I'm a big fan of Kirby. I love, you know, the pink puff Paul. And I find that game relaxing because they're not terribly difficult, but you know, it's all cute and fuzzy and there's pink everywhere and you need to see a video of, a uh, uh, Kirby epic yarn where everything is made out of yarn. I mean, it's super cute.
1: Yeah, and it's all like colorful and like, I mean, I get that. Like, that's um, a child who's still like developing like cognitively and everything. Like, that's mm-hmm. what they need to grasp their attention. But like, I get it. Like, I get why kids are so attracted and attached to that because it's just it's relaxing.
0: Yeah. And I also find and this is going to sound a little weird. It's going to be classic games, and when I say classic games, I'm talking about games from what they refer to as the golden age of arcade games. So these would be arcade games that came around the 1980s, between 1980, I would say 1993, four or five, whatever, whatever they recommend, whatever they state as the golden age of arcade games, and you know, games mm-hmm. like Pac-Man, Galaxian, and I find those relaxing, not because they're necessarily a relaxing game. They can actually be very stressful, but Mm -hmm. I find them relaxing because they have a simpler rule set. Mm -hmm. They're games that I can just jump in. I don't need to memorize an entire controller's worth of moves. I don't have to do the, okay, well, in this mode, if you're looking if you press this button and they're in first person mode then here's the controllers but if you're in third person mode then it completely changes here's all the new stuff you know it's you know assassin's creed (laughs) you know you get into all, all all the different buttons it's like you know sometimes simplicity for me is relaxing
1: yeah yeah i can definitely agree with that um because, I mean, it, and it's one of those things where, like, if you put the game down and then, like, you don't really need that, like, relaxation kick for, like, months, you can come back to it. Buttons are still the same. A lot of games, if I try to come back to them after, like, a long break, I'm just like, oh, uh, wait, you need me to crouch? Like, how do I do, I do
0: that? <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a... So, there was an RPG that came out from Square uh, that never came out in this country. It's called Sokaigi. It's, uh, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it's, you know, your standard Japanese RPG. Uh, But it was, you know, like an action based one. So you actually controlled the character and it was run and jump and it was very messy and not well made. But that's beside the point. But one of the things that it did was that if you return to a game, it came up with a screen that said, okay, well, here's the story thus far. And it would mm-hmm. always do that when you would load your save that file. That
1: nice little recap.
0: Yeah, recap of like, oh, this is why I'm fighting. Of course, it was an import only game. So the entire thing was in Japanese. So it didn't do me any, well, any good, but it was, it was a nice gesture. And that would be something I would really like to see in, you know, these 80 plus our RPGs that I'm like, okay, what am I fighting against? Why am I doing this?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know we've uh, talked about how much I love The Witcher 3, and I recently tried to play it again for the first time, and I was like, I don't even remember why I'm in the city. <laughs> like I haven't played in so long, I don't even know why I'm here.
0: Yeah, I, I, I had that when I played Fallout. Is just like, okay, I know I'm doing something, but I don't remember what it was. Skyrim was the same way with, with me. Uh, but i do want to share a game uh it's currently in early access on steam
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh and it's called um and then let me just make sure i get the get the name right it's dorf romantic and it's a city building game with tiles and it is probably the most relaxing game i've ever played Uh, No, when you
1: say building, are we talking about like a zoo tycoon type of thing or like?
0: So so the way the game works is that you start out with a single hexagonal tile. Mm -hmm. And you have like 30 or 40 tiles. And basically what you do is you place the tiles next to the existing tile. And depending on if you can match trees, uh, matching uh, towns, uh, matching patches of wheat, uh, and you know setting up rivers and stuff like that, depending on your placement and what requirements that each tile is asking. So for example, you might get a tile that says I want to have an area of wheat that is more than say, you know, 10 hexes you want to, or you, what you then do is you just organize the tiles in a way so that you have 10 hexes. And if you complete these miniature goal, these mini goals, uh, depending on how well you do, you get, you earn more tiles so that you can expand your city even bigger. hmm I feel like I've played a board game similar to that before. It you're probably thinking of uh, Carcassonne.
1: It's a possibility. It's, um, it's
0: very it's very similar to Carcassonne.
1: And those are, um, yeah, because like, I mean it's it's this thing where like it challenges you, but mm-hmm. it's not like this extreme amount of like effort and tension to do it. Like it's not the end of the world if you don't get exactly what you wanted
0: beyond the games that we spoke about i mean is there anything that you know you found kind of relaxing and if you knew if you have a friend or someone who, who has been playing games for a while and they kind of are into this genre i guess if you can mm-hmm. call it that what would be like the go-to game what would be like this is the one that if you really like these Types of chill, relaxing games, this is the one you'd want to play
1: for me. I think I would definitely say, Oh, that's that. I wanted to say one, but then I'm like, Hmm. Um, well, we
0: we can do more than one.
1: I feel like if you're someone who is going to play Animal Crossing the way it's intended to be played, and you're not going to keep time hopping and (laughs) stuff like that like i made that mistake um then i would definitely suggest animal crossing because i mean it's just cute and like your villagers are super nice to you and it's not difficult like um anybody from any age can play it and enjoy it and not feel over challenged and it's kind of like one of those things where you can kind of completely space out while you're playing it, if you really want to. You don't have to be ultra focused and in the zone to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I just think it's it's really cute. Like you you're just walking around like picking flowers, and one of your villagers randomly goes to the town square and starts singing. Like it's really adorable. And um, Stardew Valley definitely, because um, like I said, I really enjoy the way characters were characterized. And given different personalities and different backgrounds and, like, you don't feel like, because, um, like, we're Animal Crossing, I feel like there's kind of sort of more to do. Mm-hmm. Stardew Valley has um, more character development in it. So while the, while the dialogue in Animal Crossing is kind of sort of the same for all the characters... If you go talk to person A in Stardew Valley and go talk to person B, like you're going to get a completely different personality and reply out of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For me, it's going to be. I mean, I yeah. I really like Dorf Romantic. Uh, if you wanted to pick something that would be kind of relaxing and fun, you know, I'm always going to go after. Uh, puzzle games, but there's um, another game that's kind of like Dwarf Romantic is a game called Islanders. Mm -hmm. And that basically you just place basically land masses on a island and depending on your placement, you gain points. And then Mm -hmm. once you gain a certain amount of points, you just go to another island and start it all over again. And I think I think the the biggest thread with my relaxing games is that there is low amounts of tension. It's more of just hey, it's okay to make a mistake. We're you know we you know it's okay to experiment. Uh, there's no right or wrong way to do this. This is just how you do it. Townscaper is another one. Mm -hmm. which it's not even really a game it's just more of just it's like lego it's like you just build a city and you can just build it however you want and then you know you get all these you know birds and everything that visit your your little town that you've made and and stuff like that's just really relaxing one game that i would love to see and this is you know my old age talking but you know developers if you're listening because <laughs> you know we, we have a lot of influence in in you know in the influence sphere we're we're yeah
1: that. let me just call my people yeah
0: we we've got you know we've got two episodes in we're we're high up there in the <laughs> echelon this you know we have pull we <laughs> <You> know
1: <laughs> we've got the power we,
0: we, we do and what <laughs> i want to developers if you're out there can you please make and this is going to sound super dorky ashley make a model train game like you remember the old model train sets yeah and just make a game because i don't have a room in the house for an actual real model train Mm -hmm. but i would love to just build one virtually just Give me the tools that I need to build a virtually. And let me just play around with the train virtually. That's all I want. And have a virtual grandpa that gives me a Werther's original <laughs> and asks me how, you know, how school was.
1: Are you what, son?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I right, see there. You've been playing with that train. <laughs> Here, you have a Werther's original and uh, I'll, I'll get back to you. I'm going check on virtually grandma. You on the head. <laughs> How are you doing in school, son? Still playing the devil's game de- Dungeons and Dragons? I don't know <laughs> if I approve of that. <laughs> is, is is that a convincing grandpa voice? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like that would actually like that would be really fun. Somebody, somebody needs to get on that in, like the indie gaming community.
0: Yeah, just, and just
1: give the grandpa like a really rad personality. of, like, yeah. bed building the train, he just comes in and interrupts you.
0: Do you like pimento loaf, son? Because uh, I brought <laughs> I brought you a sandwich. <laughs> I, I I I don't have have the sodas that you like, but. I got some warm lemonade. I I think you'll like that. <laughs> so we we we've created grandpa here, grandpa joe. <laughs> and you know, he he he's the new character of our latest game. So so developers, I will pay you one whole US dollar to get on that that's slide all it got. across the table. <laughs> I I will slide it underneath the door <laughs> and be like, "There's more where that came from." I'll give you a second dollar if you go through with this. <laughs> it's, 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 one
1: dollar now and one when, when you're done.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> we 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 treat it like a hostage situation. <laughs> <It's> basically <laughs> how it's going to boil out. Um. I don't know what it is and I think I think it may just be age at least from where I'm coming from is that you know when I was younger I played a lot of what would be considered difficult games and that was like I was in the school of get good before that was even a meme I was
1: mm-hmm. very much
0: like if you're not playing Ninja Guide, and If you're not playing our type, if you're not playing these ungodly hard games, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And now it's just like, I don't have the time. I definitely don't have the coordination anymore. And there's just, sometimes I don't want grimdark. Sometimes I don't want people punching each other in the face. Sometimes I just want to relax and i mean is that you know where you're coming from is that kind of your experience from when you play a relaxing game is it more of just you know i don't want the same old thing i want something that's different
1: yeah because um especially like when like sometimes i want to play relaxing games just for the sake of playing a relaxing game but then sometimes, like, I want to play a relaxing game because I genuinely need to relax because of, like, whatever is going on in the real world. And when I feel that way, the last thing I want is to, like, boot up a game. Like, <laughs> I think the only game that's ever made me rage quit before has been God of War. <laughs> and, like, I, I really don't want to boot up a game like that when I'm already kind of sort of upset and then like die one too many times and I'm like you know what that was the final straw (laughs) like I'm just done so like when I want to go to like relax I want something that's not going to stress me out that's going to be simple and I don't need to focus too much on dialogue or fight sequences or anything like that I can kind of just go through the motions if I want to and um I feel like I've always been that way um because even as a kid, I was kind of sort of a little high strung to be a child. And uh, back on the Dreamcast with Echo the Dolphin, I just thought that was the most relaxing game in the entire world. And it was probably just because we didn't actually have it. We just had back when they would have the like Dreamcast demo discs.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we only had the demos, so I couldn't really do anything on it. And um, so, like, I would just be, like, literally for hours just swimming around, catching fish, like, looking at coral. Like, it was so relaxing.
0: That that game stressed me out. Because <laughs> it was like, oh, I got to remember to, you know, breathe. Because I'm a dolphin.
1: <laughs> I did kind of stay kind of close to the water line. lot. I'm not going to lie.
0: <laughs> just yeah, in I... case
1: I needed to quickly jump up and get air.
0: I, I totally cheated and put in the life fish code so that you got infinite air so that I didn't have to worry about it.
1: That probably would have been nice. I really wanted the actual game, but like it was my brother's Dreamcast at the time, and he's like, I'm not buying Echo the all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've got a reputation to keep. What if someone found out I was playing Echo?
1: <laughs> it's like Resident Evil. You're going through all these games, and it's like, why do you have a game about a dolphin?
0: Yeah, you know, they'll they'll report you to the game authorities. We you know we saw you playing Echo the Dolphin. It's okay. We've got pills now that help you through this. Here,
1: here, you were all you were on dead ice with Sonic. Here,
0: here, here, here's a copy of Maximum Carnage. Have a nice day. Here's Mortal Kombat. You're welcome. Uh you know, and So to complete, to kind of finish up, you know, this episode, I kind of want to go into the things that we like to have while we're playing relaxing games. And I, you know, I, I won't lie. I do like a little adult beverages now and then. uh, And I prefer tea and I make my own hot chocolate mix. Uh so I I really like super chocolatey things, but what what's your go-to kind of relaxing thing that you want to have with it? E- even if you're not playing a game, if you're just like I just need something to relax. I mean, what what's your go to?
1: Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny that it's for relaxing, but coffee is just kind of my comfort beverage in every situation um Hmm. specifically iced coffee though which is like it doesn't make any sense because we all know how coffee works so you're not really relaxing too much if you're adjusting a bunch of caffeine but um if it's more like not like the i'm waking up and getting coffee with like four shots of espresso in it because i need to survive today but just like some sort of like I usually like tease my friends about it. I call them like melted snicker bars because they have like no actual caffeine in them in comparison to like getting like an iced Americano or something. Mm -hmm. But like one of those fancy little like Starbucks drinks, which sounds like such a stereotype, but like that's one of the only times I actually find myself wanting one. It's like I'll get lost in a game and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I have coffee. (laughs) And then I turn around and it's like right there. Or to be extra basic water, like, um, I'm not, like, a big soda person. So, like, there's um, definitely one of the, I'm currently next to, like, 900 bottles of, uh, empty bottles of water, the water bottle graveyard next to me. (laughs) When I'm I'm not being a good person (laughs) and I'm not filling up the reusable what I have. So um, I'd be interested to hear um, as far as like snacks go, like food, what your go-to would be.
0: Yeah, Dots pretzels seem to hit the mark for me. Anything salty? Because I, I don't like greasy stuff, especially with game controllers. I'm, I'm one of those guys. Uh, <laughs> yes,
1: the controller needs to stay clean. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: well, it's more of just I have to use it later and I don't want to have to clean it later. <laughs> so I'd rather just keep it clean now unfortunately i like i like cheese a lot
1: are we talking like actual cheese or like artificial like cheetos cheese? no
0: we're we're talking actual cow's milk cheese i i actually like just plain old saltines and just cheese on it Mm -hmm. uh that that seems to be my go-to and i do and i like I like really sweet things. And when I say sweet, I also like sour things. So if I had to choose like, okay, you're only allowed one snack, it's going to be Sour Patch Kids. Nice. I mean, that, I can that,
1: see you making like a gaming, like charcuterie board. Of snacks that's, that's, with that's the crackers that's, and the cheese.
0: That, that's, that's, that's that should be like one of our you know that should be like a future episode just what's on our gaming charcuterie board is just you know well there's cheese i mean pepperoni's too greasy you know here's here's you know gummies that look like game controllers <laughs> but i like i mean anything that's going to be a dark chocolate uh there's a dark chocolate that i like that has ginger in it that i really love Oh, Uh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's like a 70% 60 or 70% dark chocolate, but it's got bits of ginger in it. Uh, Either that or ones with uh, cocoa nibs on it, but I don't like, I don't particularly care for milk chocolate. It's got to be like at least 60 to 70% dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. And then as far as drinks go, uh, it's either going to be sleepy time tea, some sort of booze, And when I say booze, it's going to be like, okay, I don't feel like wanting to do a mixed drink. So I'm going to grab a white claw from the fridge or some sort of, you know, really, really light beer. That's, you know,
1: (laughs) I did that recently and tried to play Resident Evil Code Veronica for the first time in forever. (laughs) It did not pan out well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's it's either that or it's going to be, you know, lemonade because I really like citrus stuff. So mm-hmm. lemonade or limeade, uh, I actually like doing lemonade. I'll mix it with, I'll do, I'll uh, do lemon juice mixed with a simple syrup. And then I actually like to use club soda as opposed to just regular, um, water just for a little carbonation. Yeah. Uh, cause I can't, I can't do diet sodas, uh, it gives. they give me kidney stones. So can't do that with my wife, just, you know, we don't, we don't keep a lot of sugar in the house. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, I just kind of get the sweetness where I can. So I'm telling
1: you, make a gaming charcuterie board that's (laughs) with your fancy lemonade next to it. You'll be good to go.
0: I, it's now it's not fancy in the sense, well, okay. It is a little fancy because I'm not using water. Uh there's 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 a there's a, a lemonade recipe that I want to do that actually uses you have to actually peel the lemon peel and then soak sugar in it, and then the oil from the lemon peel gets into the sugar, and then you use that as part of the lemonade mixture. And I haven't tried that yet, and I kind of want to.
1: That sounds like the absence of lemonade. (laughs) It, it,
0: it kind of does a little, you now, my wife likes coffee a lot Mm -hmm. and you like, now, are you a sweet coffee type of person or just more of a, are you, do you like the coffee flavor?
1: I absolutely love coffee if I'm going for like the I'm just trying to chill I'm already kind of over caffeinated because I work third shift that happens a lot um (laughs) like I'm gonna go for something like more mellow like like just a caramel macchiato or something and not get like additional espresso in it but um if I'm like but I haven't had any caffeine today and I'm getting ready to kill everyone Um, it's going to be a lot more better and have a lot more espresso in it and um, (laughs) I always like to let my friends that haven't tried my coffee before take the first sip because they're like oh I haven't tried this before let me try it I'm like yeah okay sure go right ahead (laughs) and they're expecting like a McDonald's frappe and they always make this priceless face
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was actually thinking of, you know, at some point, because my wife likes coffee so much, of investing into something like a Chemex, you know, the real fancy pants Mm
1: -hmm.
0: devices that you use for coffee. But then I was like, it takes too much effort just to even get up in the morning, let alone work the grinder to, you know, grind our own coffee beans. I'm like, I don't know if I want to go through all that. And then I have to meet you know, I got to measure how much water. You know, its temperature. I'm in Colorado, so the water here it's okay water, but it's also kind of hard. And you know, you got to do thing you got to do things to it to make it at least somewhat tolerable. So,
1: yeah, you might want to stick to like the ones that are kind of fancy but at the same time you can settle for a time. So you don't even, it'll be ready for you ready and waiting when it's time to get out of
0: bed. I I, I don't know if I want to put that much effort in. I only have like one cup of coffee and my wife has like more than three. (laughs) So, so I don't know if I want to put that much effort in it, but I'll, I'll talk to my wife about it. That's either here or there. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Ashley, did you, do we have any other games that we want to talk about? Cause I think we kind of covered some of the relaxing games that we'd like to go into here.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that the only other thing is uh, really like, I've noticed a lot of people that are super into mobile gaming. It's um, often there's just like little relaxing games when it's, and I feel like with cell phones, especially like, you have access to the news and you have access to like potential bad news on social media and everything that um, I really like that. Even that's an option now, like even if you're not at home and you don't have a PC or a console with you, um, you it's still just one click away to be able to enjoy relaxing games. Like on the go there,
0: there seems to be a connect between relaxing games. And I guess, the, the the term, which I don't know if I'm a big fan of this term anymore, is casual gaming. I mean, but there seems to be a connection between the two. It's just that if it's a casual game, it's going to be more relaxing. It's going to be, you know, find the hidden objects types of games. Games that don't require a lot of the historical gaming background. That a lot yeah. of video games require before you can play it. Mm-hmm. If that if that statement makes sense, like yeah, like you, you
1: don't need like the competitive streak. You don't need to know how to do all these things. Like, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and and y- y- yeah, you bring up an interesting point because I don't play any games on my uh, mobile device. I use it for mostly podcasting when I'm at work, but mm-hmm. it, it's something I'm kind of wanting. I mean, is there like a mobile game that you've played that you're like, yeah, I could see myself getting into this.
1: Um, I kind of have like a hyper thing. So like, I'll get like an ad for a game and I'm like, why not? And then I'll download it and I'll be super, super into it. And then I'll be like, okay, and then I'll delete it and I'll move on to the next um there's a really goofy game called um what is it called bit life where like you create a character and like you don't do anything you literally don't do anything but just press buttons on your phone but like it tells you like where you were born and then like you know like what kind of like basically if you're born into like a rich family or a poor family or whatever and you have to create a life like built off of that like you can ask your parents like oh I want to take violin lessons and then if you come from a really wealthy family they're gonna be like sure if you come from a not so wealthy family they're gonna be like no it's too much money depending on how generous they are and from there like you just build and you can like get achievements like did you like by the time your character died did you like become a millionaire or did you finish law school and it's really goofy and stupid but like when I'm super bored like sometimes I'm like you know what let me open up bit life and create this little fictional life right quick and see what I can do with it.
0: It's like a weird, it sounds like a weird mobile version of like the Sims,
1: I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the Sims, but simplified by 5 million because there's not even really imagery or anything. It'll just like tell you in words, like what's happening in the game. mm and um i don't there's just something about it that's super relaxing and like you, like it'll kill quite a bit of time if you don't do something stupid and get your character killed <laughs> off like really really soon like it, you're three and you decide to pet a tiger or something and get eaten <laughs> you gotta make decisions yeah this is, yeah, this, is this is
0: like a really twisted tamagotchi that we're that we're working <laughs> with here
1: i can see that i can see
0: that <laughs> so anyway uh I think that's, that's going to do it for uh, the episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our video game rambling. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is Chris.
1: And this is Ashley.
0: And thank you so much for listening to Subspace Journey. Our music was created by Dave Kohlberg. Thank you so much for, to Colleen Bevint at nerdalertnews.net. Uh, for helping out with this. And uh, feel free to reach out to us uh, when we decide to actually get a website and some sort of something set up. I should really start on this, but... Contact <laughs> <been> so... things. <laughs> yeah, con- contact us. There's, We'll send you a flare. <laughs> we'll messenger,
1: pigeon s- we'll... <laughs> messenger.
0: We've got Buford, the, the messenger pigeon, <laughs> that will... <laughs> well-trained. He'll come on by, just shoot him a little message.